Welcome to the Ready For Podcast. My name is Catherine McCann, and I am here with Will Story, um, and we're both RDs here at Belmont, and we want to thank you for joining us. On today's episode, we'll be interviewing David Friedrichs, who is the Director of Community Life at Montreat College in Montreat, North Carolina, um, and we'll be discussing a little bit about belonging here on college campuses, particularly in the world of COVID. Um, let's go ahead and dive in. Welcome, David, to the Ready For Podcast. David, we're so happy to have you with us here today. So pumped to spend time with you guys. Thank you for having me. Well, let's go ahead and jump into our first question. What would you say to someone who hasn't quite found their community or belonging at the end of their first semester? Yeah, so um, I uh, I used to say, you know, this you know freshman year, it just takes time. Um, but now I actually add sophomore year into that. I just love the sophomore year experience because freshman year, it's all new, it's fun, but it can also take some time to find a community. And kind of going back to that original statement of finding my groove towards the end of freshman year, it kind of created this false assumption that sophomore year would just, it would be like all the great, great things of freshman year, but I would be with all my best friends. Um, and so I, I do want to just add that in as a little plug that it, it really truly does take time. So be patient with yourself um, and uh, know that, um, you know, developing that community, uh, it's, it's a multifaceted component because you could shift majors uh, and then all of a sudden that shifts some of your community. You can change roommates or the location of the building you're living in. Um, you could have a really intense experience family or experience at your at Belmont that shifts things throughout the year so I think um, first and foremost grace and patience over you keep telling yourself that during that time period but also um, you know and this is going to be I think even more prevalent with our with COVID is you have to be willing to 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 reach out Um, and I think that you know, that's going to sound like a duh, but it's really easy as a college student to, if you don't start finding that community, start, you can start to compare that to those around you or on social media. And then all of a sudden that grace starts to drop. And then you get into the cycle of, um, I'm just going to stay in my room. And even now with COVID, it's even more likely that that could happen. Um, but like, there are so many things that colleges do both small and big, where we are constantly trying to reach out and, and say, you know, we're here for you. We want to offer this. Um, but, you know, we can't force a student, your residence directors and your RAs cannot force you as a student to come to something because inevitably or eventually you're just, we're just going to, we're going to, we don't want to annoy you either, you know. And so um, I think it's really important to see the residence life staff member or your orientation leader or um, your small group leader as someone who, yes, they are designated and they sign up for this and they won't, you know, they're doing it, but they aren't just a robot, right? They're, they can literally be with you and walk alongside you and connect you with others. But at some point, the baton has to be passed off from them to you and you have to hold it and say, I'm going to own part of my experience. I'm going to own this, this part, I'm going to, I'm going to make an effort to, to connect with people and to, you know, show up and 
Uh, I'm going to not just go on a Zoom call and stay on mute the entire time, but I'm actually going to connect and I'm going to interact with people. And, uh, and that's, that's scary. And it can even grow. The fear can grow if it's not happening immediately. Um, or if your expectations of your experience is one thing before you start. And then when it happens, it's different. Um, that can be really, really dangerous too, just because it can, you can feel like you're not living up to some sort of expectation you set up. So, um, I think it's, it's be patient. I, I think the second semester, who knows with COVID in the spring, how that will look, but, um, you know, it, it, it really is going to just take some time. Um, and it does take some effort. So, yeah, I think making an effort really is key. Um, and I know you said that like a thousand times, but it's, it's genuinely the most important thing. I think it's also good, um, going off of that to realize that like everyone feels just as awkward as you um as if no one has their community yet they're still searching for it um so even if you feel super uncomfortable go for it anyways um and that's something i wish somebody would have told me you know my freshman year um go for it anyways it took me a solid like semester and a half to really find my groove and my uh my place um and i wish somebody would have told me it's okay to just show up to the event even if you don't have any friends there yet um because you're going to make friends and you will yeah and i, I mean i uh, help oversee orientation for our institution and my institution and i was that kid on the soccer team who skipped his entire freshman year orientation because i didn't think it was important and uh and i missed i just i just missed connection opportunities and so I think, Catherine, what you're saying is so prevalent, like, but it's hard making friends as an adult um, and having community as adult. Um, and, uh, and, you know, that's not like a dark and ominous thing. It's just in college, it's, it, it's readily right in front of you. Um, and uh, it's one of the few times in life where a massive amount of people will be in literally the same situation of, of being on the same campus and having very similar goals. Um, and, and that creates a, a beautiful and wonderful space for connection, um, but not just connection, but community. Um, but in that there's still, it's, it's okay to be weird. It's okay to be goofy. It's okay to like, like seek out the one person. You don't have to be like, I think there's this common theme of belief that you, the loudest person in these orientation events or these move in or welcome week stuff, is the coolest or is the most comfortable or is the most liked or is having the most fun. But I was that loud kid and it took me the whole four years to figure out that like I was still struggling with things I had not processed through yet. And it was all just kind of external. Well, and I think that is what I appreciate about college and that it is filled with both hundreds of people that are in your exact same position and also hundreds of people that have experienced it before you as well. Um, and I think, at least for me, post-college, I don't know if I've been in a situation like that again, where I have peers that I can process what orientation was like or what I'm learning. And then also people who are two or three years older than me, they can speak into what I have yet to learn, I think, which is really... I think how students make the most of their residential experience is getting to know 
people who live in other buildings and making friends with upperclassmen where they can and making sure that they, I think, have people in spaces both similar and dissimilar to them where they can have conversations. That might sound oxymoronic a little bit. No, yeah, I and I, I totally, like, that's why I got in Res Life is it's your, we have RAs and RDs who are literally there the entire year to walk with you. And, um, and I think there's something beautiful about like, I'm not leaving, I'm going to be here. And yeah, you may think that the RA position is not cool or they're paid to be my friend, but they, we all signed up for pretty much the same reason, which is we remember what it was like. We also remember when someone came up to us and said, I'm, I'm here for you. I'm with you. And we remember how much that meant to us. Uh, you know, most residence life people are in the game because of that. And so, um, you know, if that community is not clicking for you just yet, um, there is literally someone on your, most likely your floor that mm-hmm. is going to have their door open. Maybe, I don't know, with COVID, but will be available to walk alongside you and to say, you're not alone. And let me invite you to this thing and, and be a part of it. And then at that point, it's up to you to decide, am I going to take the baton and, and kind of t- walk into this next thing that yes requires vulnerability and intimacy but um, and honesty but it also it's not like everyone else has just got it figured out in that setting so do you feel like from your experience or from what you've seen that do you think your sense of duty to a community or your how you experience a community changes from your freshman to your senior year? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. I, I think, um, the, 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 especially senior year, it was, this is ending soon and I want to spend as much time with my community. Um, but I also want to give back to my community that I'm leaving. Um, and, uh, and I think, that transition comes it, it really is over time because you you just build confidence um and and at the same time i think there are just a lot of moments sophomore junior year especially where freshmen would ask the questions what about this what do i do how do i do this which just kind of forces you to go oh like yeah this is like straightforward but then you remember in that moment that it wasn't straightforward when you started there um so I think that for wholeheartedly, there's this beautiful transition at some point where you become, you, you have this opportunity to kind of turn around and say, like, I'm so excited for you, what you're about to embark on. And here's how I did it. What it feels like that is a marker of knowing you belong in a place is like spending a year or two years receiving and then being able to turn around and say, let me pass that baton to you. And feels like a form of giving back to your community. At least I know, at least this past year, a huge thing that I've talked with students about of how do you give back? You've spent three years here. How are you taking responsibility to give back as a student to the place that has made you kind of who you are? And, and all in this whole process, you're, you're figuring out who you are as a person. And so there's like this, this, these moments where you just they're they're 
sometimes challenging, they're sometimes wonderful, but you're developing healthy and sometimes unhealthy practices for life. Um, and you're also considering and learning who you are as a person. That's why I love college because I had a very intense childhood in the sense of very strict parents. Um, and coming to college was the first time where I got to make my decisions and experience the benefits and negatives of those decisions and see them all play out. And, um, and so I think community and, and connection and engagement, um, all those things, like you, you start to develop those practices of making friends and connecting and doing it without mom and dad, a part of that process or, or creating or manipulating or whatever word you want to use. And so, um, so then you start to kind of be in that world and then you just, you just develop these routines and you develop these muscles, if you will, of like, Oh, this is how I connect with people. And it's through going to a practice room with my friend and then getting food afterwards at, you know, Chick-fil-A and that's our rhythm. And then the next year it's like, Oh, well, I'm now I'm going to invite someone because this is my thing. Uh, and, and I'm going to, they're going to come with me. And then, the the final or the third or the fourth year it's uh i'm going to actually manage the practice room uh and i'm going to try to do marketing to get more people to come and we're going to do and practice room may be a bad example because i think it's just one person in there but um but like you're 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 then running the environment and you're thinking about how can i bring more people in and i'm going to and all the while you're developing these skills and these muscles and these uh this excuse me, confidence to do it again, but as an adult. Uh, so, yeah. That's perfect. Um, I think the last question we had is, is, is there any stone that maybe we've left unturned in the conversation about? I, well, I feel like I've been talking a lot. Uh, Catherine, no. I don't know if you wanted to add anything because I feel like you've been so patient and kind up there on my left corner of my computer. I don't really have much to add. I just think all of your points um, really hit home and that like the whole idea that like your junior and senior year, particularly your senior year is all about giving back to your community is completely on point. Um, I was very fortunate in my undergraduate experience that my senior year was sort of um, a mentor role in and of itself. I was an RA for my sophomore and junior. And then my senior year, um, I was the kind of their graduate level um, RD. They typically sometimes my institution would allow seniors that had been in the role, the RA role for a couple of years, an opportunity to potentially be in that role. Um, and so I was really fortunate in that, like I had a direct hand in being able to give back because I was working directly with RAs as a former RA, um, but still in a leadership role. Um, and that was the best thing about that year is being able to give back and to give them like my expertise and my advice when someone didn't know how to handle, um, a roommate conflict scenario, like I knew how to step in and help them. I also knew like different resources about the campus because I was really familiar. Um, so yeah, absolutely. For sure. Yeah. And that reminds me too, I think um, in this day and age, people look at housing and residence life as a cost on their bill um, and see it very transactionally of I pay you, you give me shelter and uh, and I will never have any problems because I'm paying you this money. And so 
not only should my room be perfect, but also should my experience. And, um, and I think we lose sight in res- people who don't understand residence life, lose sight that, yes, you are living in a building, but you're living as that's just really sleeping, right? That, and, and occupying, but the actual living part is what we all do, which is connection and engagement and time and conflict and like all these things that happen in life, but you're doing it in a space where it's actually part of the educational experience. Um, and so I always tell people that residence life professionals are educators outside of the classroom. Um, and we get so many different moments, as you mentioned, Catherine, with roommate conflicts or how to handle a maintenance issue or how to deal with, uh, you know, a, a really difficult situation. You do it in an environment where we are anticipating that. We're planning for it. And because we're planning for it, we're, we're ready to, to walk alongside you. And, you know, RAs don't just show up a day before uh, students move in, but there's like weeks of planning that go into training RAs uh, to think about how do we seize those moments as educational opportunities. So um, I think in this day and age, a lot of people just see it transactional and not transformative, but they also lack trust. And so um, it's going to take some time, but I, I think if, you know, the, for the parents on here, for the students who are listening, you know, it, it's okay to trust these people um, because yes, they are people and they're going to fail, but they also are people who have been trained and have generally almost all of them, if not all of them have signed up to do this work because someone did it for them or they want to walk alongside and, and be present. And so it's hard to trust people you have never met, uh, especially if you've spent 18 years raising your kids. Um, but um, we're not like just like goofing around here. Like we really do see the opportunity in the roommate conflict or in the event planning experience or in the, you know, damage in the room or, or maintenance issue or whatever. We see it as an opportunity. Because one day you live in the apartment, you have a maintenance issue and you'll figure it out because you figured it out as a student. Right. Um, so that's uh, thank you for sharing that, Catherine. And I'm, I'm just for all those listening, I'm so excited for you. And uh, I really hope that this experience, regardless of COVID, you can really continue to grow um, and, and learn from those around you because they're all in the same boat with you. As we wrap up this episode, we just want to thank David again for taking the time to be our guest on the show. If you want to learn more, check out our other Ready For episodes on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Have a great day.